Welcome to a special EduTech Guys presentation recorded live at FETC 2022 in Orlando, Florida. Enjoy the conversation. Hey, we're at FETC 2022. We're really excited to have the chair field, and we're really excited to have our next guest on the show. And we're going to let him introduce himself, tell us who he is, and all that kind of good stuff, and what he's doing here, anything else he wants to tell us. So here we go. Yeah, my name is Todd Rickman. I'm the um, adoption, the global director of adoption and customer experience for Cipher Learning, which is an LMS platform that's not actually really well known in the United States. Yeah. Um, our our K twelve platform is called uh, Neo. And I come from, I, I taught for 16 years. Uh, I was a social studies teacher for 16 years. And uh, you, you and I were sharing backgrounds and you know, they find you when you have any type of skill. And so when I started, we didn't have computers on desktops. And so I helped uh, write our first digital high school grant in California. We trained teachers, we did all that. And then uh, a former principal came back and, and talked me into coming to administration. And I thought I was going to die in my classroom. Mm. Yeah, I yeah. literally thought I would probably drop dead in my classroom at some point <laughs> in time. Uh, and he talked me into being uh, the chief technology officer uh, based on some of the things we were doing at the school I was at. We had rolled out an iPad one-to-one uh, -one pilot like eight years ago, I want to say. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're doing some really innovative things around uh trying to innovate in instruction. And then um, he came and he talked me into being CTO and I did that for about eight years. And now I just joined Cypher after deciding um, I didn't want to break in another superintendent. I worked for two and got a, <laughs> got a, got a third and, and just decided I, I, I'm not, I can't, I can't. Yeah. Oh, six. Oh my gosh. Yeah, no. Yeah. There's, there's only so much, uh, shall we say, house training that you, you know, yeah. that you want to put yourself through. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And, you know, I, I was blessed to work with two fabulous CTOs. I mean, two fabulous superintendents. And then, you know, how, how politics and school boards work. It just, it, the grind. That's yeah. why I stopped coaching after a while. I was just like, I can't deal with the outside noise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah. get that completely. Yeah. So, so let's jump in. Oh, go ahead, David. I, I was just going to say I, before before we get into the your your current role. Yeah. Um, I, I would like to have you talk a little bit about that transition from, you know, being the the history social studies teacher to CTO. Yeah. And when they come to you and they're like, "Hey, how would you like to do this?" That's not like anything really that you know you're doing a lot right. of people are catching that right now They're yeah 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 you know i i actually think it's the best model to put a teacher as a cto um i have a lot i come from a long line of teachers i always joke that we're we're incredibly broke but but really happy uh and fulfilled um and i look at how other districts handle uh districts that have have tech people in charge of technology and there's not a focus on, there's a focus on protecting the network. There's mm -hmm. a focus on network security. There's a focus on all of these <laughs> things rather than what's, what makes, what lowers any barriers to access for kids and teachers? Yep. How do we make technology simple for kids and teachers? Because I know that, that teachers are, are the most creative, innovative people in the world. And if you lower barriers to access for them and you create technology environments where they can depend on the technology mm -hmm. they're not afraid to use it right they will use it 
Uh, and so um, that was my goal coming in, was to, to take a teacher's perspective from things. I just happened to be kind of a geek when I was a kid, and so knew networking and, and whatever I didn't know, I, I, I taught myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the advantage of that is, is that coming from the classroom and being a respected teacher prior to moving into CTO is I had a lot of cachet with teachers. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I work in a district, it was 15,000, we had about wow. eight. 800 teachers mm-hmm. but when you've been there for for 16 years uh you, you you get to know everybody so i had really good relations trust is a big deal uh when you're working with teachers they they want to trust you and so i found the transition pretty simple and the key to that was having supportive superintendents yeah. right yes. and a school board willing to spend money mm-hmm. um you know i i talk about um thoughtful innovation I mean, a lot of school districts just spend money on technology so they can say, oh, we have right. the next greatest thing. But you walk into classrooms and then it's sitting on, on shelves collecting de- uh, dust. Mm-hmm. So so my goal was to start with teachers and go from there. Uh, not not start with administrators. I could have cared less what the administrators had to think, to a certain extent, obviously, sure. right? But really, I, I believe you, you start with teachers, you start with grassroots, and, and you can do amazing things. Yeah. Well, you know, and that leads right into what you do now, because yeah. adoption, platform adoption, is a big deal. And our, our, the only way we can gauge that is how well it works for the teacher in the classroom. Correct. So let's talk about, so when this happened, you were like, oh, this is this is it. This is that, oh, it's the light. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Go towards the light. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about that. Let's talk about Cypher Learning. Let's talk about why it attracted you and, and why you, you find it, you know, in your job, creating this equitable outcome. So the thing that attracted me to Cypher Learning was actually our CEO, Graham Glass. Mm-hmm. Um, I met him almost 10 years ago. Uh, I was looking for an LMS before people were really u- using LMSs. The only thing out there was really Moodle, right? And it, you know, it was it was really hard for teachers. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had started posting grades online uh, using a, a app called EasyGrade Pro. <laughs> yeah. So, so, uh, but we really wanted to make a transition to tablets, and and it wasn't it, it, EasyGrade Pro wasn't going to work for us. Mm-hmm. And so I started looking for a web-based platform and I found, I just happened upon Neo. And I met with Graham and and Graham's um, whole purpose in life is to to create a a renaissance in education uh, and move towards competency-based education. I personally believe we've gotten really good at moving the the sunbathing chairs around on the Titanic. Um, I think that the way we educate kids is fundamentally flawed in this country mm-hmm. and that we need to go something towards something like competency-based education and his goal was to build a platform to drive us there um he realized that he had to create a, a transition so we still need to have some grading traditional grading but he really wanted to, to get us towards competency mm-hmm. and his passion about education is what drew me to the, co- the company he, he wasn't about making money he wasn't about he just wanted to improve education for kids. And so um, that's what drew me to him. Mm-hmm. And I, I, we rolled out Neo at my high school and it was clunky because it was new. Uh, but what I, I learned a lot from that process and what I learned was start with teachers and don't demand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so what we did was we, um, we, we offered it to teachers. I did trainings. I said, you can use it or not use it, whatever your choice is. But likewise, talking about teachers, when teachers see something that can make their lives easier, 
and you start to show them things like course like rubrics and all of this this stuff they can do they come along rather quickly mm. and then you you get to a critical mass and then you can say okay almost everyone's using this so now we're going to adopt it yeah uh, and it doesn't take that long I think people are afraid that it's going to take a long time you have to be patient but it doesn't take that long mm-hmm. well so okay so talk about that the transition from your teachers who like you said I mean you still have to have some of that traditional grading type thing just unfortunately the way the world works of course and and what parents expect you know and and I, I truly believe uh, sorry I'm gonna bird walk a little bit yeah, but yeah. I truly believe part of the the hesitancy to adopt um, competency-based education and advancement or really the parents expecting ABCs and Ds. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know what this and looks college, like and over here. And colleges and universities. Right, exactly. Yeah. And an ACT score. And yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, yeah. yeah. So, so jumping back, um, talk a little bit about what it's like to help a teacher move from that ABCD grading over to competency-based. And, and some of the, I don't know if resistance is the right word, but some of the stumbling blocks that you may have encountered. Yeah, you, you have to do it with the army of the willing. Uh, and, and so in our, in our platform, you can do traditional grading. Um, and right as I was leaving my last job, I helped launch a, a, a competency-based learning academy. And you have to have parents opt in for the very reasons you're saying. You have to have teachers opt in for the very reason you're saying. And, and the nice thing is that we had a tool that allowed teachers to, if they didn't want to use traditional grading methods, to move right into using competency-based. It wasn't a bolt-on. Like a lot of, do you remember when we went to Common Core Standards and people took textbooks and just slapped Common Core sticker <laughs> yes, on them and right. like, hey, it's oh a line? Oh my gosh, yeah. right? yes, exactly. Yeah. So, so it's, uh, this is not, it wasn't a bolt-on. It was, it's designed from the ground up with the idea, hey, we want to eventually transition to this. We need to give teachers tools to do what we traditionally do, but we want to be able to transition. And so uh, what we did was we took an army of the willing, we, we showed them what it could do and gave them a tool that they could do it in. And see, that's what I think is really important. When we rolled out iPads, for instance, mm-hmm. we gave them to teachers and we just said, use them or don't. I told teachers, put your family pictures on them. Put, there's a lot of school districts who were like, no, don't right, do that. Right. But I was like, you know what? You need buy-in. Right. You need to have teachers see that this is a, a tool that's cool to use. One of the best compliments I ever got was I had a teacher come to me and say, hey, Todd, when you first showed us the iPad, I thought it was just a gimmick. I thought it was just, and it's become one of the most important things I've ever had in my teaching toolbox. Um, And so with the iPad, for instance, we gave it to teachers. We said, use it or don't. We're going to support you. We'll do optional trainings. And again, grassroots. Mm -hmm. We had teachers start to use it, teachers start to use it. And then teachers came to me and said, Todd, this is awesome. But we really need these in the kids' hands. Mm-hmm. Oh my, do you know how easy it is to go to a school board <laughs> and to your superintendent and like, I, it's not me. Right. It's teachers asking for it. Right. We have this grand school swell of teachers that want this. And so what's really nice about that is that you know they're going to get used. Yeah. Right? And you walk into classrooms and they're being used. And you walk through school libraries and you see kids on them. And you're like, oh, now that's just a part of our culture, right. what we do. I call it remarkably unremarkable. <laughs> and and what I, my example of that is that we don't walk through businesses and go, oh, it's so incredible. They all have computers on their desks. Yeah. What an incredible thing. 
Uh, and we shouldn't do that with classrooms. We don't walk through back in the day and go, oh, my pencils and paper. This is amazing. <laughs> right? How remarkable. That's no, and I, I think that you should walk through a classroom and kids should have tools uh, that they need today. Mm-hmm. And we know it's not a panacea for everything. We know that it just amplifies whatever good pedagogy, whatever pedagogy is there. If it's good, it makes it better. If it's bad, it it actually can really make it a lot worse. Um, but that's what I believe in. So grassroots adoption of things. Yeah. So yeah. so uh, let's let's shift gears. Fast forward. Let's get get into you know cipher learning. Yeah. What as you you know as you admit it's not necessarily one that immediately comes to mind. Right. No. So so what separates what separates it from the others? And I mean, let's just throw it out there. Why should people switch to it from? whether it's Canvas or Moodle or some of the others that are out. Yeah, I, you know, I'm doing a session on Thursday and yeah. I, I, it's not a sales pitch. I used to hate coming to conferences where you walk into something, you're like, oh, this is gonna be a great session. And it's somebody just cramming something yes, down right. your throat. Yes. <laughs> so I'm just gonna talk about uh, what I was talking about, grassroots adoption. The thing I'll share with you about Cypher Learning is that uh, we're really big globally huge mm-hmm. uh we we just the whole country of qatar uh the the ministry of education now is a, a neo customer we're giant all over the world not in the u.s mm-hmm. and the reason is is because graham who i talked about earlier put up his own money to start the company and what he found was marketing dollars go a lot farther in other parts of the world oh, yeah. than they do in the U.S. Sure. So we're big all over. We have huge logos in both the corporate space because we also have a corporate training platform. Mm. It's, it, they're actually the same platform, just different different wording. They call students learners in our matrix platform, uh-huh. and in Neo they call them students, right? Um, and the, the answer is is that you know there's lots of good reasons to switch, but if you're happy with your LMS, you know moving LMSs is a really really <laughs> big big job. Yes. Um, but I would argue that if you're looking to give teachers, if you're trying to do this grassroots thing that I'm talking about, and you eventually want to move towards something like competency-based education, you need to think about platforms that will get you where you want to go, not where you are, not keep you where you are right now. Mm. And I think a lot of school districts make mistakes of, of they don't want to rile people up. They, they want to put another thing on teachers' plates. I mean, how many times have we heard in education, oh, it's just another thing on my plate? Mm-hmm. That what we really, what's really important is that we give teachers that the tools to experiment. And so what I, I really like about our platform is that it has those competency-based tools in it. Um, it. It's, you know, we're building some incredible uh, AI into it. So hopefully we can create uh, basic IEPs for every student on the mm. fly. Wow. There's some things like that that we're doing that we're really excited about. But for me, it's like, where do you want to go? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And let's give teachers some tools so that they can start to play around. Low risk, low entry, low risk. Uh, and, and we were built from the ground up with competency-based uh, education in mind. And so that would, be, that would be my pitch. Don't switch LMSs if you're totally happy. I don't know anybody who's completely happy with their LMS. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know anyone. Yeah. So I just think it's important when, that, that you start with the kids, yeah. you start with the learning, and you decide where you want to go and pick your platforms, whether it's an LMS or, or any SaaS platform that you're looking at, and, and look, hey, where do we want to be in five years? Yeah. Where do we want to be in 10 years? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Well, so um, 
wrapping up here, if um, our listeners want to continue the story, find out more, what's the best way they can get in touch with you? Yeah, I'm going to be uh, in the Expo booth at the Cypher Learning Neo booth okay. uh, most of the week, except when I'm doing my presentation uh-huh. between 4 and 4.45 on Thursday afternoon. Uh, you can find me on, on LinkedIn. Uh, I, I'm not super active on Twitter because I don't know about you, but I find myself incredibly busy. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you're doing this and doing your <laughs> jobs. Uh, I, I, my goal is to get more active on Twitter, but I, I'm on LinkedIn and, and I'll be in the booth. And I, I would love to talk to anybody. I just love talking education. So yeah, yeah. I'm not, not going to sell you anything. I just I, I love trying to figure out what's best for kids and, and moving us forward. Awesome. Well, Todd, thank you so much for sitting down and spending some time and talking education with us. Of course. Thank you. Welcome to a special EduTech Guys presentation recorded live at FETC 2022 in Orlando, Florida. Enjoy the conversation.